Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. The volume. Welcome back to the Inside the Garage podcast. I'm Kyle Hamilton along with KJ Wallace, Connor Radigan, and Cam Hart. Um, this is actually our third pod of the week that we've recorded. Uh, the one we recorded on Sunday will be released at a later time, so try to figure that out. Obviously, Hopefully you guys heard the one talking about Coach Kelly um, leaving and that crisis is finally kind of over. And this is our third one, just touching on Coach Freeman being hired, um, Coach Reese staying, a bunch of people staying, and uh, Coach Bayless. So thoughts on just the situation as a whole? I mean, it's been a, we were just talking about it like it was like the past two days. It felt like a week. And it's, it's been a pretty rough two days, but I'm glad everything got settled. And... I think that everybody's pretty happy with the decision. So I think we were talking about it yesterday. I can't really remember. But um, I feel like we were part of history, kind of. Yeah. Like, this doesn't happen too often. Someone said this to me, but Coach Kelly has been, has went 12 years of being here. And the one year that we're here, he leaves. And yeah. Again, what you were saying, like, those past 48 hours felt like a month. Yeah. And there was just so much drama going on. And then it's just like a sigh of relief once we hear that. Tommy's coming back and then uh, Freeman's coming back and then Bayless and then Alston is just like family sticking together. Type yeah. Thing. It was so close and falling apart though. So like, close. That's the crazy part too to me. That's what I was thinking about a lot today. I was like, damn, it was like one or it was one decision away from everyone in here that we just seen today not being here. Yeah. yeah. And it's, that sinking in was kind of crazy to me. And you know what I'm saying? It also just kind of, I kind of thought about how, how important like the staff is to the culture of the program, there's like a different staff would have just been an entire different Google, an entire different team, an entire different approach to how we win games, how we, you know, build our program, things like that. So I just thought that was crazy today. That's what I was really thinking about. I think it's also really important that like Bayless came back. Because I think he was the first one that was like guaranteed. He's like, I'll come back to all of us. And especially for the fact that we still have a playoff chance, I think Bayless is like, because the workouts this week have like kind of been normal, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like if he wasn't here, if like a, a new staff came in, if a new strength staff came in, 
like it'd be weird and like everyone's preparation and like thought process going into the game would be like way different. I think the bare bones that like Bayo stayed and like the reasons he stayed was like for family and like he talked the offense decent defense for a lift and for the offensive lift on Tuesday, the day I think he like signed back with Notre Dame, turned down LSU, he like got emotional when he was talking to us. And so that like, you know, that was pretty cool. Obviously showed how much he cared. And just makes you like want to play for him so much more. I think that's really important. Yeah. I don't think people realize how important a strength coach is to a college football program. Like obviously all the college athletes realize it. I'm sure a lot of people do, but like we see Bayless and his strength staff, like Jake Flint, Kyle Seger, Fred Hale, Tony, Tony Fusco. Fusco. I'll give Kyle Killer a little shout out. Uh, <laughs> but no, we see them all the time. And like we see them in the summer. And the coaches aren't here. We see them early in the morning in the winter and in the fall, too. And those guys are pretty much like they're going to have the biggest impact on your body and your mental and everything. And it doesn't really matter who's the coach. Like if Bayless is here, I feel like that, that's the most important part for us. And obviously I'm ecstatic that it worked out the way it did. But yeah. I think Bayless staying was the most. they the first person yeah. to meet in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me was just the reiteration of the culture. Mm-hmm. I feel like Coach Kelly did a good job, like keeping the culture, like the pro- the whole process thing, the whole traits thing. He kept that intact, and that uh, for me at least, that's I've seen a lot of success through that. And even with him gone, I think Coach Bayless, first his initial addressing to the team was very powerful. I think it just it was like a motivation factor, I guess. And he's essentially tell us that we still are going to the playoffs, and whoever team we see, we're going to win. But his whole idea of like reiterating the culture mm-hmm. and keeping the culture the same and we're staying on on track and we're still going to abide by the same routine that we usually do, hats off to him for that. Because yeah. like, it's so easy for someone to get distracted with, oh, I got to make sure my, my job's intact. I got to make sure my family's good, this, that, and third. But he was where his feet was and made sure everything was good while, while we didn't have a head guy at the moment. Yeah. And, yeah. I also think it's cool how, with all due respect to Coach Kelly, I, like I agree with all the traits and everything that we've learned up to this point. And like you said, the culture will remain intact, like with Bayless and all them. And but there is a new head guy, and I, I think Freeman will. I mean, I'm not gonna speak for him, but it's just like the new life that's in the program right now. I think is awesome. Like the yeah. when he was confirmed and Reese come back, and yeah, they're both here, but it almost feels like like a fresh start in a way maybe it's just me but like i think yeah, that, no. like, there's a whole new vibe in the goog right now i think it's yeah. like on its way up i just want to talk about the the workout we had um yesterday like the run the team run so it's kind of like the first time since the game the whole team's kind of been together and i thought just like coming in there and like being a part of that and seeing everybody's energy like it just made me realize how much like we really play for each other like this yeah. is really a brotherhood like you see everybody jumping around like you would have thought, most people would have thought we would come in there, we'd be like, oh, our coach is gone, like, the season's over. The exact opposite. Exact yeah. opposite. That's, how I, that's what I saw, and that's how mm-hmm. I felt, really. It's like the, like the goo kind of recharge kind of. And, yeah. and not to say that when Kelly was there, it wasn't. I just feel like it was very repetitive, mm-hmm. and we know what was happening, and it got dull at times, and it was hard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and rather than reacting in a way that, I think people expected us to react when Kelly left, like, oh, put our heads down. Like, yeah. I think that actually brought us together and like sure. re-energized the Goog. Like it was probably yeah. as exciting than I've seen in a while, honestly. Right. Right. And um, circling back to what you said, like us being a part of history, 
Like, uh, I'm not trying to make it a race thing because Notre Dame's had a black coach before. But like, just think about the coaches who are like remember at Notre Dame, like Newt Rockney, Dan Devine, Lou Holtz, Ara, Kelly, and then like Marcus Freeman. I mean, hopefully he gets to that level of coach at Notre Dame. But it's like we've never had like a young 35 year old coach with like the path that he took to where he is now. Like we've never had that before. And so I think it's new life in the program. And I think it's really going up from here. And obviously recruits are really ecstatic about it. The players here are ecstatic about it. So I think it's it's the best situation for everybody. I'm glad the decision was made for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I want Connor to kind of touch on the situation with Coach Reese, like uh, how it went down yesterday because like, um, not trying to tell a story for you, you can expand on it, but like the whole offense got a text saying like meeting at, what was it like seven forty five or eight fifteen? Yeah. And like I was like, mm, it was seven. It was seven forty five when they got the message, yeah. and they said they had to be in at eight fifteen. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, mm, that seems pretty eerily similar to the Coach Kelly meeting, and but uh, obviously it didn't work out that way. So yeah, and there were like some obviously some rumblings like either way, like oh, like he's he's staying, or there's the people that are like oh no, he's for sure gone. Like this because like you said, it was similar to like the RT meeting late notice type thing and so like we all walk in and this meeting has been posted so i'm not gonna you know say anything that's not like confidential or all that <laughs> but it was a 15 everyone gets there as fast as they can we're all meeting and then kind of like silent in the room because like we felt pretty confident he was coming back but obviously you just don't know right mm-hmm. you just don't know so <laughs> he walks in and everyone just kind of sitting there waiting and then like wolf of wall street-esque he um <laughs> comes in like, i'm not effing leaving and Everyone was kind of like erupted and it was cool. And it's cool to see that, like how young he is, like the fact that he has such a, I don't know, good following from not just the offense, but like the entire team. I think it's pretty cool. And Freeman and Reese are both really young. So the fact that both of them have such a strong like connection to Notre Dame already, I mean, Freeman's been here for one year and there was an entire Twitter campaign asking him to come back. That. Yeah. Crazy. And there That's was like crazy. the pay Tommy Reese hashtag that was going around and and it worked out the way that everyone on the team and I believe everyone else wanted to happen. And after the meeting, he like talked to everyone. Everyone like went down there and like dapped him up. And it was just cool. And everyone kind of left the meeting like, you know, like let's just kind of get back to work. And mm. kind of what he said too. He's like, you know, I'm back. Can't answer any of the questions, but just know I'm staying and and uh, like let's just get back to work because we still do have a lot to play for. What are you most excited about with this whole new Remunera thing? I'm excited to see. I know Notre Dame is a big tradition school and I know that's what we, that's like our thing. That's, mm-hmm. You think of Notre Dame, you think of tradition, but I'm excited to see like what kind of new stuff we got going on. Like talking about how people were campaigning for Freeman, like that, I've never seen something like that before in my life. That was crazy. Like you had girls on the soccer team talking about Marcus <laughs> right. Freeman. I'm like, <laughs> never and I'm, met I have no idea. I have no idea how much football or how much they know about what's going on, but like you, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. So like I didn't even know that you guys cared like that or people cared like that. And um, but I'm excited to see how that translates into, you know, how the fans react to what we got going on and, and, and also like what's new next year, what traditions are new, or what, what new things we bring into. That's really what I'm excited for. When I think about Freeman and Reese, and obviously we don't know who the DC is at this point, but Freeman and Reese, yeah. I think of like, they're really young, obviously, but they're, I mm-hmm. think they got a certain swag to them yeah. that they carry with them. And it, even with the defense this year, it kind of rubbed off on us. like. It's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's different from what Notre Dame has seen probably since they've had a team. 
And I'm excited to see how fans will react to that because, I mean, obviously they're hooting and hollering. We want free, we want, but we, they don't really know like what he really brings to the table when we mm -hmm. do. And that's what I'm most excited about because it's 10 times better than what a lot of people know. I think uh, kind of a story like that encapsulates like that swagger and like that kind of like don't really give a factor. Like mm -hmm. you're just like kind of out here balling type thing. Like I feel like during camp, I think this is okay to say, but I think during a two minute um, period, the defense had made a good big play or something like that. And I think Coach Kelly was mad about something. And Freeman, I don't know if you remember this, Freeman like huddled us up and he was like, um, you know, I'm glad he's mad. That means we're doing good. <laughs> and I, yeah, was like, I do remember that. I was like, dang, like we've never experienced that here. No, never. And uh, I think at that point, it was still really early on in his career here. Yeah. That I think at that point he got me and he was like, all right, bet. Like, I, I want to play for this dude. Mm. I want to play for him because like he's a gamer. And like you see him during the games, he's very animated, but like he cares so much about you. And he'll like coach you up on the sidelines and send you out with the utmost confidence next drive. And I think that's going to be awesome for the whole team to have too. The moment when I started messing with the most, when we walked in the first meeting, he's playing Davy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was the best moment for me. I was like, well, I'm the, I don't think I've ever experienced a coach like that. And yeah. That's the first time that I actually felt like I was a part of family within my football team. Not to say, not to discredit any other team that I've been a part of, but I guess close closely knit the way that we were this year. Mm -hmm. That was probably the first time. Like no one felt inferior. No one felt like it wasn't freshman that was scared to talk to coaches. There wasn't freshman scared that's talk to seniors or juniors. I feel like when I first came in here, not to bash or say anything bad about the teams before us, but it was kind of like a hierarchy system. Mm -hmm. And it was intimidating for us because we didn't know who to reach out to for help and things of that sort. And I think Freeman, like, erased all that. And it's like, no, yeah. like, yeah. this is what it's going to be and this is what it is. And no one's ahead of anybody. We're all in this together. They're definitely both very relatable because i mean because they are younger yeah. you know and obviously they're very knowledgeable but like at the end of the day like they'll both talk to you like an on equal level right they're not yeah. gonna talk down to you and both freeman and reese and i think that players respond much better to that than like a coach that's much older than them that like you're only gonna do this my way i'm not gonna try to understand them the way you did it because i've done this for 40 years right and so i think that adds to the fact that everyone feels like like wanted and like you are fueled to play by him like much yeah. more i think i think it's so dope how like with coach reese like in practice like you'll jaw with him like defensive guys will talk trash to coach reese he'll talk trash back and then he'll just throw a bomb on you and it's like it's like i love that though it's like competitive like yeah. he loves that and we <laughs> can't just tell. talking about that like for me with them it's just the extra energy they bring like i just never it's not too much about x you know sometimes it's just like nah bro like go do your job like, yeah, go, yeah go do you like I know, I know what you can do. I'm gonna make a call. I'm making an aggressive call and like go do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's that's kind of what what it is with them. I feel like. Mm. Do you want to expand on that? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this is actually a few weeks ago. This is I think this is before Georgia Tech or uh, whoever we played before them, maybe before UVA. But we're in a period, and me and uh, Dion were going at it like he's um, we're just getting really aggressive and really handsy. So. Coach Reese, he like, and me and Coach Reese have a, a really <laughs> close connection, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but Dion runs a route and he grabs me when he snagged me down. I had snagged him a little bit. And Coach Reese was like, um, stop effing grabbing, Kim. And I was like, stop teaching your receivers to grab or something like that, something weird. And then it was kind of like heated in the moment, but then he came up to me and was like, 
I love that type that type of stuff. <laughs> I love that type of stuff, and um, I love to see two competitors go at it, and uh, that's who we are, or something like that, and dap me up. And I was like, all right, this dude is cool. And then like, I mess with this dude heavy. A couple of times in a row now, like one on one period will be ending, and Cam will like Coach Reese, you know, he'll like ask for another <laughs> one, and he'll be like, all right, yeah. So now it's like a thing for Cam to get one more at the end, and Coach Reese yeah. to be like. All right, let me see what I can draw up against yeah, it. It's always a, the most <laughs> double D route, yeah. double move. <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. And so, just I would just say another thing about Coach Freeman. Like, how far he's come in the past, how long has he been here? 11 months? Like, from group of five DC to Notre Dame head coach in less than a year. Jeez, I didn't I, even think about that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Come and, on, um, crazy. I think he's really deserving. I'm glad the board of directors and everybody agreed on it and him i was just thinking about him sitting back and like looking at social media and seeing everybody like support him everybody say like we want freeman we want freeman like people he has no clue who they are so reassuring yeah he's just like damn even if i was thinking about going somewhere else like look how much these people love me and they barely even met me and so he's just probably like thinking about the potential here like even recruits who are like two years away from coming here are like, we want Freeman, like offensive players yes, too. I know. Like, and it's, like, it's crazy because, it, I mean, I think he's going to have a really big impact on the program. I think people are going to love him. He's a real players coach. I'm glad the offense gets to experience him now. He's a character. Yeah. He's, he's a, a character, character now. I remember like walking out of meetings, <laughs> like you guys would meet after us or we would meet after you and you could like hear the music like get blasting and then like we walk in like chad's walking out with like a mini hoop and i'm like what? <laughs> oh the summer they got goals i was like what is going on so, like, i am excited to see that so because i assume we'll do that as a full team at least a couple times I like, forget about that. He, yeah he, yeah he does really well at understanding the situation like there are situations in football or throughout the week when we don't have to be like crazy serious like Ooh, yeah blah 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 blah, blah. there's yeah. sometimes where you can relax a little bit and chill and still learn still be learning football and still be in the playbook and still be locked in but not as tense and mm-hmm. he did a really good job yeah. this year yeah with implementing that with just his whole culture and we were still playing extremely good so i think that's one of the biggest changes he brought because in the goog and we have a lot of new listeners so if you don't know what the goog is our goog is right. our facility that we practice and have meetings in and stuff but in the goog like freshman sophomore year Obviously, we still had fun, like still enjoyed our time. But when Freeman came in, I felt like everybody had this fun enjoyment side in them that uh, even could have been expanded on more. And he really brought that out of us and like showed us that it's okay to like, it's okay to joke around on a Tuesday before like a practice as long as we, we get our shit done. Like yeah. we can shoot on the mini hoop to see who does 20 pushups or something like that. Mm, like before the right. meeting to get everybody relaxed instead of having to do the same thing over and over again, pretty repetitive. But at the same time, I think he has a great mix of business as well as fun. And mm. it just creates a really good culture. And I think the offense is going to really love it too. And not, Tommy. Not to bring up camp, but I honestly think <laughs> I honestly think the got goals, like all the just dumb stuff that we would do before. Uh, yeah. That, that shit got me through camp. I really bro. like there's some days where I come in, I'd be like, bro, no, I'm explain, not trying to do explain this. Got explain, gold is. Yeah, so basically got gold for everyone listening is, is kind of like our metrics of how we measure turnovers, just ball disruptions and things like that. So picks, uh, deflections, fumble recoveries, forced fumbles, things like that. So we had a competition in the summer amongst uh, the D-line, linebackers, safeties, and corners of who can, you know, basically get the most ball disruption. We call them got goals. So you can earn got goals, obviously, on the practice field, but you can also earn them doing 
competitions, competitions yeah. like and, and after the meeting. So we have uh, some things like shooting on the mini hoop or uh, we even had cornhole one time. Yeah. Um, just things like that. And the winner of the competition, I think, what did they get? They, they get hats. a few extra points. Oh, yeah. It was well, well, no, no, you, oh, the whole competition. The whole yeah, competition. Get, yeah. yeah. You get like some gear and stuff mm -hmm. like that and a couple other things. But you can get the goggle points from from doing like the daily uh, competitions and stuff like that. And it was really fun. Like music would be playing, people standing up in the chairs, jumping around. It's 7 a.m. in the morning. Like, right. And it's just like, <laughs> You walk in a meeting room, you're like, damn, it's another day. Like, I practice, like, my, my body hurt. And then you see Chad <laughs> and Freeman run around with a mini hoop. You're like, damn, I got to get right. You're about to fall asleep in the chair and they just blast little baby in your ear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chad running and screaming. <laughs> and it gives like a, a actual go to reach. Like, we know where we are in the country. Like, we're 11th. And Chad, he breaks it down to the analytics where he said, we need to get three and a half got goals or ball disruption or turnovers this game to be seventh or to be yeah. top five or something like that. Yeah. And I think that's most enjoyable because sometimes even when I'm on the sideline or not on the sideline, well, when I'm on the field and we get turned on, I'm like, all right, that's one. Yeah. Two more. yeah. yeah. And it's just like- It makes you hungry, around. for yeah. sure. Right. I think it does a good job too of like, of course defense, you gotta do your assignment, right? But like, I think it puts a lot of more, it puts a more of an emphasis on like, go play the game. You know what I'm saying? Cause mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's about getting the ball. Yeah. Getting the ball right. down, getting the, the picking the ball off deflecting it like it's about getting to the ball that's chad always says the ball is the issue so it's like i feel like god goal definitely put more emphasis on us trying to disrupt the ball already. yeah so yeah i think it was awesome to see also like on twitter today like uh freeman's back and then reese is back obviously and it's like elsa's back o'leary's back coach taylor's back yeah like everybody mcnulty's back yeah. have you have you seen avengers like uh endgame yeah, when they when all, they all come back. No, it's like when they <laughs> yeah. all come back out of the portals. That's yeah, like what it knows, felt like. Knows, then knows. they got Chad as like Groot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like recruiting coordinator Chad, Chad Bowman's coming back. He's like Groot. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm so glad Chad's coming back. Yeah. So glad, bro. Yeah. Nah, but, um, Love Chad, man. I mean, just in conclusion, it's just, it was a wild two days. We didn't know where it was going to go. We were on the brink of our facility, the goo falling apart, but. I think it's awesome. I think the bleeding stopped. We're ready to go on a run again. I think this really, we were on a roll up until this point, but I mean, yeah. I think this even lit more of a fire. Yeah, it's just a fire. fire up in it. Yeah. yeah. So sure. It's going to be it's, awesome. A lot of don't, people are still angry. Don't let us play people. LSU in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> don't let us get in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. LSU. Yeah. I'm excited to see where we land for, uh, I want to see what the committee thinks. I think we've done, I think we've done a job up to this yeah. point. I think since the Cincinnati game, we just looked down and we're like, we're better than this, like, yeah. and we deserve it. I feel like, yeah, I think Freeman definitely helps the. I think it should help the committee in considering us in the playoff. Yeah, I mean, and um, before we wrap it up, I just want to say, and I'm sure you guys can touch on this too, but I just appreciate everybody on the team, all the captains, all the leaders on the team, because these past two days it could have been really bad in the building, and guys really stuck together. Like we went about our business still. Everybody was going to class and stuff, and everybody was still going to lift and working hard doing everything they're supposed to do but i feel like a lot of programs aren't mature enough to do that and i feel like we've that really showed the maturity and the brotherhood that we have and how we're, we separate ourselves from other places and with freeman at the helm who knows nice. the sky's the limit so appreciate nice. if, if the boys are listening shout out to y'all shout out everybody shout out to the fans too for for i think i really think the fans had a 
Harden. It's pretty cool for sure. to see coach for sure. Yeah. You said something yesterday too about like how when Coach Kelly was hired, um, social media wasn't really a thing, and how that kind of yeah. probably influenced Shaq Swarbrick to interview yeah. Marcus Freeman. Kind of crazy. We've talked about social media before. Kind of crazy to see it like come to fruition, like right in front of our eyes. Fact. You know, like I mean, checking Twitter for us, obviously we're surrounded by Notre Dame stuff, but mm -hmm. I think every tweet I saw was Freeman era. Like yeah, you can't escape that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't it's escape cool. It. You don't, you don't see that. Congrats, Coach Freeman. Congrats to everybody else who shout out Swarbrick too. Shout out Swarbrick. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if whoever isn't with us anymore, congrats to them too. I'm out. They obviously have their reasons stuff like that, but yeah. right. we're glad we got who we got back, and uh, we're ready to make a run. Let's go in a natty. Also appreciate you guys for natty. running up the numbers the past few days like yeah. uh, everything is yeah. blowing up with the podcast like it's been dope so really appreciate y'all thank y'all so much yeah, thank, you. You. thank you guys, you guys. Appreciate it. Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.